You're now listening to a Press Play Network podcast. And welcome to Three Kings Podcast. My name is Royalty. This is a Press Play Network podcast. If you're new to the Press Play Podcast Network family, man, please make sure you go out, guys, go check out the Hip Hop Rejects, Nerd Flow, Zoe's Chat Room, Confessions of a Healing Heart. All of those things you can get on the Press Play Network. We are the Three Kings. Again, like I said, I'm Royalty. We got Keeper Ruffin, Germany Yo. in the building with us today. Once again, man, enlightening the world uh, through Three Kings, man. So we are here on uh, in another episode of the Three Kings, man. Today we're going to be talking about marriage and family, and we're going to talk about some mixed families, man. We're all, uh, just to give you guys a quick, brief background, I know from episode one, everybody knows Germany is a married man as well. Two kids. I'm pretty sure y'all guys probably heard through the previous episodes that kind of get the idea that, you know, we're all married men, all married men with right. kids, with kids and stuff like that. So this happily is definitely happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Happily, happily married. married and we definitely can speak on this particular subject very, very well. Um, I want to start off this topic with also with just speaking to this first thing as well, because I see this quite often um man when you're a married person not even just a married man but a married person please make sure there's nothing wrong with having single friends nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. but also at the same time you need to spend a lot of time around married friends more than single friends because Mm -hmm. in some instances they can be the word of kind of very toxic toxic to your relationship with mm-hmm. being married because they're going through single single person woes and you're dealing with marital bliss and they don't understand that or there could be some jealousy there don't know but you know you, you just go. you just never know but also at the same time it's like you gotta surround yourself with married people because especially with those especially with those that's that's been that's been in it for a while and that can you know give you advice that can kind of help you and guide you um and especially you know a a godly marriage at that as well that's that's an example you really want to strive to you know try to have your marriage you know yeah. a model you want to have your marriage married out of so trap most definitely i agree um a godly message <clears throat> Sorry, message. A godly marriage um, that's sending a godly message is what you always want to connect and link up with. Because one thing that we realized when we when we studied the Bible is that God is a spirit, right? Jesus said God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, God is the founder of marriage, which means that marriage is spiritual. Um, and because it's spiritual, it's going to be sub- subject to spiritual attacks, it's going to be subject to demonic attacks. It's going to be subject to all of those different types of things that go on in the spirit realm because it was sanctioned by a guy. And, and, you know, when you think about that threefold cord that's not easily broken, that's that's the husband, the wife and God himself. You know, if you have that that threefold cord there. Your marriage will you will you have problems? Yes. Will you have challenges? Yes. Will you have disagreements? Absolutely. All of that stuff is a part of 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 molding you and shaping you and making you who you are. Like my wife, I see my wife as a help me. And what, what that means to me 
is that she's here to help me in the areas I need help in. Now, mm-hmm. sometimes we don't see or realize where we need help. And the thing is, your wife or your 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 wife, yes, yeah, she's going to magnify those areas. Like she's going to be like, hey, you know, you need to come up in this area. You're kind of dropping the ball over here, you know. And those things, those those uh, topics have to be dealt with. And if you're if you're a man that understands that you're not perfect, then you're you need to embrace that information. You need to embrace that. And it's just going to help make you a better man. That stuff is not just in-house stuff that your your wife is going to complain about. It's stuff that you can take into your job. It's stuff that you can take um, into your dreams. It's just going to make you a all-around good person. Right. I agree. And another thing I want to add to that too um, is is in order to keep a uh, a, a healthy marriage, you you have to have God versus key. But it also has to be fluent communication. Um, communication, what I mean by fluent communication, it, I, I feel like you can never uh, communicate enough um, from things as small as appointments um, to even ways that you may feel like you want to be treated or, or, or need to be treated or things that you may feel like you're lacking um, within your relationship. Um, when it comes to mixed families, I can't really speak on the subject of mixed families um, because I was raised with my uh, with my biological father and mother. Uh, so um, I was blessed to have that in my life. Um, but just being a uh, <clears throat> man who's married to uh, a woman who was not um, raised in a household with her uh, mother and father, um, it is a struggle there that continues to be a part of the cycle that we witness today in society. Um, a lot of mixed homes, a lot of broken homes. And when you take and and, and I and, and I can't really put this in a way, but the way that I'm going to put it now, when you go to taking removing God out of a lot of things that we do, then we start to see a lot of hindrances occur or or to activate in our lives, rather. Um, and I tell people all the time and some people agree and some people don't agree. I say, hey, look, you know, you can't think that you're going to go against the commands and decrees of what the Bible states and that life is going to be peaches and cream. Um, I'm dealing with a situation now, not to speak on anyone else's, but my situation where I'm dealing with a custody battle uh, with my son. And sometimes these things can get very ugly. But when you go outside the will of God and you're fornicating and you're doing these things at a young age, then you're going to go through things in life that that were a result from you doing things that you did when you were young. And that's, you know, I think in the healthy uh, uh, episode when we were speaking on being healthy, you know, I mentioned to you all about things that you do younger can affect you when you get older. That's also with sexual immorality. Um, You got to be careful nowadays not to even indulge in those things because spirits are being uh, um, crossed. There's so many things that are going on in the spiritual realm nowadays that we haven't grasped concept of. And it's a reason why. We're we're forewarned not to do certain things that we're doing. And I'm a person that had to learn these things the hard way. You know, I've had um, encounters with different uh, 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 women from different backgrounds and a lot of things that they did rubbed off on me or vice versa. And these things you don't want to continue to carry, man, because they can become generational curses. So I didn't want to get too long winded on that, but I just wanted to give. My my two cents, and I know Germany and uh, Roy to take this one to the moon. Man, you fed right into my nose right now with 
this whole yeah. with breaking soul ties, man. Like even when just getting into marriage, man, you have to like, you know, you have to go and and face God and break those soul ties, man. Because a yes, lot sir. of a lot of I, a lot doors. of a lot of you know a lot of um, <clears throat> postmarital sex, like a lot of that stuff, like you know, people you've had intercourse with, man, is just. All that stuff is still still tied up to you spiritually. Could it be the way you act or the way you respond to your spouse? Even probably if you don't even try to, like you still that stuff is still just bleeding over into your marriage and and could really you know really do damage to your you know to your bond with your significant other man. And so you gotta like you gotta rebuke those soul ties with you know you know gotta release and also on the top of that and shoot probably even the people that you've had those relations with, they need to do that same thing as well, man. Cause it's like, it's, it's in with Sota, I think in the community of just not even just, you know, African American or anything like that. I think all together, that is part, I think part of the reason why a lot of people, young people are not married yet because they've had, so many partners and all these soul ties that are just just dragging them down i don't it's just it's almost like they you know they don't i don't know how to put it man but it's just like i feel like it's like with the generation with doing what they do it's just i feel like it just it doesn't allow them to it doesn't allow them to find that partner that they that they probably should be should have or that god has for them when it comes most to, definitely when it, when it comes and to that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, most definitely. And I, I also uh, think that one of the most effective, uh, most powerful soul ties that we tend to wrestle with that we don't really speak of that often, often is um, the woman that you married in your head. Uh-huh. Um, there is a, 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 a standard that we tend to set for the woman that we plan on meeting. And the danger in that is we'll miss out on who God has for us because she doesn't qualify to the woman that we created. Uh Does that make sense? Yes, that makes, uh, I see that so much. I mean, and honestly, I have to say that I see that in a lot of women, a lot of women do that. Yeah. Uh, A lot of women uh do it. Um, I know I did it myself as a guy. Like I told myself that, you know, I didn't want a woman that had kids. I told myself that, you know, she couldn't be too much, you know, older than me, maybe one or two. I put so many stipulations that honestly means nothing to a marriage. Right. Absolutely nothing. It's just uh, preference at at best, but it does nothing for you. And if you don't realize that God has shaped, I don't believe in just, you know, the quote unquote right one or the one i believe that there are um and and the reason i don't believe that is because if you're a child of god and they're a child of god you you know you should be able to work you know what i mean (laughs) like that's just how i feel but i do believe that um when you do make that choice there's such a growing that that happens there's such a, a, a an assistance in getting you to your purpose and your future and your dreams and all of that stuff that you don't really need to be concerned about a person's mistakes that they're made especially 
as if you didn't make any. Uh-huh. You know, and my wife was nothing that I said I wanted, and I was nothing that she said she wanted. She didn't want anybody younger than her. She didn't want anybody that rapped. Now, keep in mind, when we met, we weren't in church. We we didn't know the Lord. We we met at the club, uh-huh. and and she was not uh, my interest, and I was not her interest. But from a physical attraction, we qualified. But just from that attraction alone, we started to talk and I got to know her and she got to know me. And now all of that, all of those stipulations no longer mattered. It was like, you know what? I just want to be with you. I don't care right. how, what, what, what you did, what happens, you know, and all of those things. And now what this does is kind of ties into my next point. Blended marriages. I believe that blended marriages, uh, sorry, blended families, I believe that blended families are a blessing from God because um, what happens is when you typically have a blended family, that means you've married into uh, a family. And so when I met my wife, she already had two kids. So, you know, now I'm in their life and uh, being in their life, I was a uh, I didn't see myself as a blessing from God because I didn't know what it was like to have a father in my life. I didn't know what it was like to be raised by a father in my life. Um, If you listen to the last podcast, um, I didn't have that consistent presence in my life. So, you know, when I when I came to know the Lord and stuff like that, I'm like, God, you you know, you sent me to this woman and she got two kids. And I, I don't know what it's like to have. Um, to raise kids because, you know, I didn't have that. And he said, that's why I chose you. He said, I chose you because now you can relate to them because they don't have it either. Right. And now you can become the solution to your problem. Hmm. And so now, you know, that relationship with God, having an intimate relationship with God first, it equips you to be a better husband and a better father even to children that you didn't assist in, in, in them coming into this world. But it, it gives you everything you need. I mean, I can remember times praying to God and, you know, having that intimate relationship with him. And he, you know, telling me I'm his son and I'm the apple of his eye and he'll never leave me no matter what happens. He always got my back. And what I do, I get up and I go run in those kids' rooms and I'll embrace them. And I tell them, you the apple of my eye. I never leave you no matter what happens. I always got your back. What happened was... Was he gave me language for what I lacked. Mm. And so, gotcha. you know, I could still be father of the year and never had a father because I gained the relationship of the one that promised to be a father to the fatherless. Mm. And so he equipped me, he taught me, he trained me on how to be a loving father. And now that that blended family became a blessing because now I was an addition in an area where that family lacked, there was no head. The uh, their parent, their their uh, dad, he was you know off doing his thing. He was still hitting the clubs. He was you know broken promises. I'm gonna come get y'all. Don't show up. But now, even though he didn't show up, thank God that there was somebody able to to come be- come behind him and pick up the pieces, so that they didn't miss out. Right. Of course. Did they want their father in their life? Yeah, they did. Did me and their father get along? Absolutely not. But we had to we had to work something out for the kids sake. Right. You know, we came to an agreement that, hey, it's about these kids. You know what I mean? 
And now I don't hold him to any standards or anything. Whatever he drop, I pick up and we keep going. That's it. And that that way, these kids, they they went from not wanting to be married when they get older to now longing for the day where they go down that aisle. So blended families are a blessing because now you can shift the course of destiny and shift the course of their own desires because that broken family that they saw before it got blended, it, it, it caused them to say, you know what? Forget marriage. I don't even, you know, my mom, she doing it by herself. She don't, she don't need no man and all of that stuff. But a man can come in the picture and make that house whole and they can see it from a whole nother vantage point. Sometimes uh, the, the previous generation doesn't want marriage or family because they haven't saw it done successfully. Right. Exactly. Right. exactly. That's the biggest key. Yeah, that's it. That is definitely good it. point. Good um, point. On the mixed family side, I'm, yeah, I would say I'm, yeah, I am the only one that's here as part of a part of a mixed family. Um, of course, African American. Uh, my wife is uh, from Central America. She's Salvadorian. Um, very, I mean, from the from the jump, from I'm from the side. Another other part about our relationship Boy, is speak Spanish. Man, you know, as long as I've been my wife, I still haven't Come got my. On, I'm, I'm, I know I'm a bad example, man. I'm a bad example. You know, you got to get the wife some type of leave. We see if you came home and say, "Hola, mi amor, cómo estás? Todo bien." You know what I mean? If you just say that, do you know how that'll brighten? She's like, oh, "Okay, boy, just learning my culture." Come on, man. Don't yeah, worry about man. It. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get better at that one. That's that's one. That's my one <laughs> thing I need to be working on. Um. But man, yeah, the other funny thing about our relationship is like I'm from Mississippi, she's a New Yorker, so it's like Ooh. North versus South, man. It's like, and we all met in we met in Texas, so. Um, but man, yeah, it's like it's very, very, very different um, with culture with culture wise, depending on because black families black families are very different in a lot of different ways, and then you know Hispanic families they're very. They do a lot. They do they're a lot. To, family oriented. Yeah, they do a they're lot together. They do every every. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like yeah. me. You know, my routine is like you know, the family, the Sunday dinners on 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 Sunday. Everybody, all the all the kids. She has three other sisters, so all of them and their families all come over Sunday. And every single Sunday, it's like a tradition. It's like you got that, and it's just, um. Just a lot of it's a lot of togetherness. I mean, yeah, me and my family, we are we do things together, but it's like on with them. It's like a whole different level. And it's like it's very cool with our family, how we're, you know, we're getting into doing trying to do that same thing in our family. And it's really it's a different, different balance um, as far as it's like how certain things. And luckily, thank God that, you know. We've always been able to we've been able to agree and meet in the middle on a lot of things as far as like, um, you know, how we want to raise our son and stuff like that. And it's been definitely definitely been a been a blessing, I would, I would say as well. But in a, being part of the Hispanic family, it's like it's a lot of tradition. It's a lot of a lot of things that I wish I had growing up as well because it's like I say it's a lot of a lot of togetherness in which which is not never really a bad thing either. So awesome! It, it actually um, it, it brings examples 
to the to the children of how to take their family on um and it gives them kind of like a template or something to follow so they're not really doing a lot of guessing Mm -hmm. when they get married you know they can just kind of default to what they were in the midst of you know Mm -hmm. so you're you're kind of you know fertilizing seeds to grow in an area that's going to help them along the way i've even gotten to the point now where you know i told my wife hey if we got a disagreement we go to the back. You know what I mean? Like, right. we, we don't we don't argue in front of the kids. You oh, know? no. We want the kids to see us in unity. We want the kids to see us, you know, in agreement. We want the kids to see us as one, never two. You know, so, and there's times where it happens, like, hey, uh, <clears throat> you know, let's uh, run to the back real quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, no, I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate that. Uh, so, and those things happen, but I believe what, puts a, a bad taste in the mouth of, of your children is when they see you bickering and arguing and cussing each other out. And I, and you shouldn't cuss each other out at all, but you know, if for those that do it, I mean, Hey, that's your thing. Just don't do it in front of the kids, please. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, you gotta realize that, that exactly. Like they're not, li- they're not learning from what you're telling them. They're learning from what you're doing. Doing, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, there's, it's the eyesight is 3d. Right. You know, they can learn more from what they see than from what they hear. That is that is so that is so true, man. That is so so true. Yeah, and you made a good point, man, about uh, you know how you speak to one another as grown-ups. I think sometimes as people we forget that you know your other party is grown as well, so we can't force anyone to do anything. But what we can do is step outside of ourselves and be grown about situations. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what really bothers me about society today is that it was a certain etiquette that my parents had. It was a certain etiquette that my parents' parents had. Uh, it was certain things that weren't going to get said around the kids. It was going to be certain times where kids were not allowed to be around certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, it was certain situations where grown people held children accountable it was also a certain situations where grown people held other grown people accountable. And yeah. we're, we're living in a society now where no one wants to hold anyone accountable, nor do we want to act as if we're grown and display grown etiquette. Okay, I understand that we're all grown, but just because we're grown doesn't mean that we can get on social media and say, whoop de wop to this and that and the third, you know? Because you got to remember, your kids have access to social media now. Your parents have access to social media now. And I tell people, I say, do you not care about your bloodline? Do you not care about your reputation? We have to watch what we put on social media, you know, and we got to be we got to be held accountable for the things that we do that we do overall. And I say that to say this, to tie this all in is that this. Um, even me and my wife don't always see eye to eye on things, okay? And sometimes I can get a little compassionate, but I don't mean no harm. So we don't really, we don't do any yelling, nor do we do any cursing. But you have to have, as a man, you have to know when to stand down as a man. Sometimes you have to say, hey, look, I'll lose this battle for peace. You know, that's what you should be doing as a man. And and as women, too, we you know, you got to be able to say that, OK, this is getting too far, going too far left or too far right. Let's step away from this. You know, because sometimes our, our arguments are not uh, 
as really deep as we make them to be. When you mm-hmm. step outside the box and you realize that you call now, you call your wife with chicken heads, she's called <laughs> you a donkey butt. You know, by the time you're done with the chicken heads and donkey butts, you realize that, man, I just scarred a person that I said I loved. Mm-hmm. You know, love doesn't carry it. And, and, and I'm going to make another point, too. Love doesn't carry itself that way, okay? So if you're thinking that love is argumentative, if you're thinking that love is, is combative, if you're thinking that love is going to be changing a person's mind to make them think what you want them to think, then you got the wrong thing coming. Because hey, look I'm, at the love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad yeah. you did because it also trickles into like a subtitle or subtopic that's very key to marriage your definition of love like some a lot of times we have a warp definition of love and this is why you know we're harping on god has to be in your marriage because god is love so if you don't have god in your marriage love ain't in your marriage your definition of love is in your marriage and your definitions are always subjective So they're going to change. The reason why my marriage works in the way that it does is because my marriage is not based on my love for my wife. My marriage is based on my love for God. So now, because if my love was based on my wife, then what happens when I ain't feeling her today? Then you don't then you don't love her. And that's you know what's what going I mean? on with society. See, that's that's what's going on with society nowadays. And a lot of people condone, I mean, don't condone, uh, 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 you know, getting God involved in a relationship. And a lot of people, you know, when you bring this up, they'll say you're crazy. But when you look at a lot of people, and I'm not saying that, you know, uh, Christians don't have issues in their marriages. But when you put God into the situation, you find yourself pleasing God more than you do your spouse. And when you're pleasing God, you don't have to worry about pleasing your spouse because exactly. everything else is going to fall in place. Exactly. And that comes with time. You have to grow as a man. Now, does that mean that, hey, you're solely uh, holy moly and, and, and you're all righteous? And no, man, that comes no, with you, you establishing a, a relationship. Yes. And then, too, you have to establish that relationship in order to tap into that love. See, you have to establish a relationship with God as man in order to know what type of love to display to the spouse. Now, I'm going to say this, Jensen, you all, you know, tell me what you think about this. I heard on a show, can't remember what show it was, and I found this to be true for me. I don't love my wife like I want to be loved. And what I mean by this, you know how they say treat people as you want to be treated and this, that, Mm -hmm. and the third. I can't love my wife the way I want to be loved because what makes me move don't move my wife. Exactly. Okay? You the Bible says dwell with her according to knowledge. Come on, man. And that's what we're missing. You know, all these worldly terms, treat everyone as you want to be treated. You may want to be treated like a junkie. <laughs> Who knows what you want to be treated like? You see what I'm saying? So exactly. I don't want, you know, what I want to do is make sure that I understand what pleases her. What does she like? What 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 makes my wife smile? Because I like to sit back and watch Lord of the Rings. My wife mm-hmm. thinks it's the most terrible thing in the world, but she knows that gets to my heart. So guess what? She'll sit and watch Lord of the Rings. I I, I now watch, uh, what is it? Uh, 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 what is it y'all we watch on Sunday? Lifetime. Come on, gents. Oh, if, yeah. I'm the only one being, if I'm the only one being uh, hypnotized by the Lifetime God, I need to stop. Are we? Are we? <laughs> Am I the only one doing this with the wife? <laughs> nah, you're not, not lifetime, but we definitely be hey, watching me, some chick flicks. <laughs> for me, it's the Food Network. I gotta watch Chopped. Oh, uh, yep, 
the drivers dining ins and dives. And- Everybody wife got something different that you know that they that they like doing. So you know that's that's one key I would I would leave to you all. You know you can't love everybody like you want to be loved. Yeah. You have to love them like they need to be loved and Most want definitely. to be loved. That's and it. Might I, may I add? Um, you know, in my in my counselings of many marriages, um, one thing that I've discovered as a, a consistency or a common denominator is that in most cases, it's not a marriage problem. It's a individual problem that you brought to the marriage. Come on, because you didn't close those doors. Exactly. You didn't close certain doors you should have closed before you went into your marriage. <laughs> there you go. Exactly, man. Exactly. All right, man. You know, and <clears throat> one, can I say one more thing and we'll yeah. be done? Uh-huh. Um, the Bible says, husbands, love your wife like Christ loved the church, the church. and wives, submit unto your own husband as unto the Lord. Lord. It didn't say, husbands, make your wife submit, and wives, <laughs> make sure that your husband loved them like Christ loved the church. <laughs> Let me tell you this. It is not going to work if you're too busy looking at what they're not doing. And that means you're not doing what you're supposed It'll to be. It'll never work. It'll it never only work. works when you receive the portion that is for you and make sure you're doing your part. If the wife is doing her part and the husband is doing his part, it's going to work. But yes, if I. you looking at if you looking at them and let me add this, uh, you know, for free, I'm gonna charge you for anything else. But I'm adding <laughs> for cheap for free. If you think that that God is okay with you opting out of your responsibility because they didn't do their part, then you're sadly mistaken. There's times where you're going to have disagreements with your spouse and you still got to love her like Christ loved the church no matter what. There was no exceptions to the rule. And that's what it does. It's also you can take a negative situation and still teach a positive outcome to your children. Sure, no. Yeah, mama got an attitude right now, uh, son or daughter, but, you know, daddy going to still do his part. Right. And what it does is it sets the expectation that no matter what changes, I'm still going to do my part. Right. That's it. That's, That's it. That is it. All right, man. Um, again, like we always say on Three Kings, man, hope this enlightened you as far as hope it gave some of those who are either engaged looking to get married, thinking about getting married, or just scared of marriage altogether and kind of give you some knowledge on how you need to, you know, model yourself in going into marriage. And also for those who are already married and help them, you know, uh, with that journey and how to better understand things um, with the significant other, whether it be male, whether it be, you know, the husband or the wife or anything like that. Um Make sure you guys go over to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the number three uh, Kings podcast is where you can find us. Um, We are available on Sprinker um, and also be available on um, iTunes as well. So please make sure you guys subscribe to us. Uh, Make sure you guys give us a five star rating helps out the helps out the podcast. So um, and uh, man, I think that's it. And we're out of here. Peace. Peace.